Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five-star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Just going live um, on the TikTok and, of course, on the um, Instagram. Um, hope everyone is keeping well. Somebody on um, Insta has said, what is a financial order? Financial order is where we sever the financial ties. So it will, following the divorce, the divorce, all the divorce will do, you see, is sever your marriage, which means that you're legally able to marry again. Um, but the um, financial order will sever the financial ties that's been created between you both, okay? Um, I'm so sorry, Ima. I just can't hear you at all. Ellie, I'm going to come to you. Still waiting for Gemma to join me on the stage. Um, but Ellie, whenever you're ready, what's your question? Hello, hi. Hello. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, one question. Um, I My daughter lived with me up to the age of 16 and then... Uh, I had a massive an argument and uh, she left. I was hoping that the father would uh, make some sense with her and tell her what he done was wrong and send her back. But no, he used that uh, to actually keep her as saying that whatever she done was not the great, um, you know, disrespect or whatever went on. Anyway, um, I'm there now being pursued for child support. I have no problem with paying child support, providing that uh, the years before I was stuck with paying uh, the same amount that he pays for private school. I earn 23000 in order to pay for private school per term, so 6000 a term. He paid one, I pay another, and then we got uh, another uh, support with uh, some, some kind of grant. Um, I had to get to pay using credit cards. So I'm in a position now that I'm paying for all those credit cards um, from that time that she was in private school. So put him in a very difficult position. She's now reaching, reach 18. So no longer required to be paid child support. But meanwhile, I have like a a year according of child support that I own. How can I argue this? And on the basis that I'm still paying for things that I didn't have the capacity to pay before. So, Ellie, I'm so sorry, but it isn't a family law question, unfortunately. We don't get involved with child maintenance, whether it's the arrears of or the non-payment of. Um, you would need. Oh, to I'm sorry. Back. I didn't no, realise that. My apologies. No, no, it's fine. I don't mind at all. Um, but you would need to go back to um, CMS. I do have um, a lady that helps me on TikTok called Anne. Um, and she may be able to help you um, if you want to go over to my TikTok channel. Um, she usually joins me and she's our sort of specialist in all things CMS. So if you want to ask her the question, Ellie, she may be able to at least guide you far better than I could. All right. OK. All right. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Gaynor, I'm going to come to you next. What's your question? Um, I haven't got a question. I did ask you um, for some advice last week and I just wanted to pop on and say thank you very much for giving me the push to go and see a solicitor because my mind is a lot easier now. Oh, that's great, Gain. I'm so pleased. And look, thank you so much for taking the time out to come back and let me know. I appreciate that. I really do. You're very welcome. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks, Gainer. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. Bye. How lovely. Oh, I'm so pleased. See, sometimes, guys, that it, it, that's all it takes is having a chat with a solicitor, whether it be me or somebody else, and it really can help put your mind at ease because, as they say, knowledge is power. Ima, I've come back to you. What's your question? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yeah. How can I help? Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, I, I, yes, darling, I'll be right with you, sweetie pie. Um, I, um, had a final hearing 
um, to take my children out on a vacation um, to America. And the final hearing was canceled. It said due to basically not having enough people. I just wanted to know if if that is like a legitimate reason for the court to postpone the final hearing or if it was possibly some other reason for like my husband had did a dispute and that's why they postponed it. What was the reason, sorry, Ima, for the for the adjournment? What was the reason? It was it said that based on, basically they didn't have enough judges. Yeah. For no, the you, you can you can believe that to be the reason why we are being told that all the time sadly we don't have enough judges at the moment it certainly would have nothing to do with your with the other half the court aren't really interested in in who says what and etc they just want to get you listed get the matter dealt with finished and on to the next one um but we we are currently having a lot of our own hearings even in my firm cancelled because of lack of um, judges at the moment. How long does it normally take to get a final hearing rescheduled? Oh. Because I waited seven months yeah. for this hearing. You know, I have a client that's been waiting 18 months. I, I hate to tell you. It largely depends on where you live. So obviously, the more remote you are, the quicker you'll get listed. Um, the busier you are, i.e. the more city, uh, the closer you are to a city, the longer it will take. It, it It's how long is a piece of string, honestly. It can take over a year to have it relisted. It also depends on how much court time you need. The less court time you need, the quicker you'll get listed. So if you need a day or more, then it could take a while. Okay, because it was listed for two days, but the barrister that I was going to have... I'm giving you Sweetie Pie. The barrister that I was going to use said that it shouldn't take two days. But it's listed for two days, so that's what the court's going to list it for. Um, so you might be waiting okay. a little while for that. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for your that's, time. I appreciate okay. it. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Andy D, you're up next. What's your question? Oh, hi there. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Lovely. Um, I'm in the midst of private law proceedings and okay. um, safeguarding checks um, brought up my, my current partner's um, public law background. She had her children removed in 2019. Yeah. Um, they were returned. But mum's made allegations about my partner, and uh, I know they're untrue, but CAFCAS have filed a 16A risk assessment, yeah. and the courts have made an order going from eight years of 50-50 down to daytime contact once a week. Um, I'm just wondering, what's this, they've ordered a Section 37 report um, because of my partner and, they say, my ability to safeguard the children. Yeah. I'm just wondering more about what that means and what they expect me to do and... Um... Well, they, they won't expect you to do anything. So a Section 37 will take a real deep dive into the family dynamics. So how many children okay. we have, where the children live, who they live with, um, any uh, other children that are involved or living with the, the children subject to the application, what the parents do, what the parents' partners do, what the routine is... Um, and then they'll start talking about what the issues are. There's a reason that the Section 37 has been addressed. It might be that mm -hmm. these children are known to social services. So in what context are they known? If there was an issue beforehand, how was that dealt with? What was the outcome of that? Have there been any other court applications made in respect of these children? So it will really be, I mean, and, and these reports can go on for sort of 60, 70, 80 pages. It will really be a, a very, you know, deep dive into this family, the dynamics, um, with the sole purpose being um, what is in the best interest of the children. So is it that you prevent, uh, sorry, you present a, a risk? Is it your partner? Is it the other side? Do you know what I mean? So that's the whole purpose of yeah. it, really. Are the children known to social my... services? That's possibly why this has been requested. Yeah, my, yeah. my youngest has had made allegations to his school about his mum. Ah. Um, so, and, and, and that did result in early help. Um, and an educational psychologist being put in place. Yeah. They, they feel like they've just totally ignored all that. Yeah. Um, oh, I've lost you, Andy. Oh, that's a shame. You've gone complete. You're on mute. You're off mute. No, I can't hear you. I'm hello. Sorry. Oh, oh, you're back again. You're back again. Carry on. Is that <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. Now. Yeah, it just feels it feels very draconian that they've just removed. You know, had eight years of flawless fifty-fifties, no DV, no drugs, no alcohol, no issues. Yeah. 
Um, my son's made allegations against his mum. Yeah. But then, you know, my, they've discovered my partner's children were removed, but returned a long time ago, and they've whipped the children away from me for, for you know, until November. And yeah. um, that just feels yeah. very draconian. I'm just, you know, do they want me to say, just end the relationship and remove that risk entirely, or well, is it all about me and my family safe? Or the, the the sad reality, Andy, is that you know where there's allegations made or where things come about because of an investigation. So you know your partner's name or whatever has triggered something. Um, they felt it necessary to safeguard those children. And until such time as that evidence is before the court, there isn't too much you can do. Um, now, rightly or wrongly, yeah. they don't have time, I, I suspect, to assess the situation now. They are literally going no. to make sure the children are safe, present a report to the court, and then let the court decide. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So you don't think I need to like end the relationships and to stop them worrying about my children or... Well, you know, it's more about look, explaining why my children are safe or why I can safeguard them yeah, than I mean, removing the risk entirely. The thing is, social services won't make that decision, um, i.e. that you know your partner isn't a risk. If you know for sure that the reason that the children have been removed from you is because of your partner, then it, it's up to you, really. I can't tell you to end that relationship and get your children back. But I would certainly have a conversation with... Kafkas, uh, sorry, with social services, because what you don't want to do is perhaps finish the relationship um, only to have them say, no, you know, we're still not returning them to you. Okay, so wait, wait and see, engage the local authority and see what, see what they say and go from there, I guess. Possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, Adienka, you are next up. What's your question? Oh, can't hear you. Seems to be an issue with the people on the mobiles this evening. Hello. Oh, hello. There you are. I can hear you now. What's your question? Hi. Uh, okay, my question is um, basically in 2019, I'm um, 2021, I... Let me get this right. In 2022, I split up with my ex. We separated. And we had a we had an agreement, which is I will pick, pick up my son twice a week, yeah. Mondays and Fridays. Um, while this was going on, I, um, I asked, I went forward to mediation and I asked her to force go to mediation. She agreed, but said she didn't have money for it. And I agreed to pay for a part of the mediation. Only for, then she asked me to set, try out my plan for, um, agreement for child arrangements. And I wrote out my plan and sent it to her. But a few weeks later, I went out, I went to pick up my son only to realize that she was gone. Um, she was no longer in the house, and all her numbers were blocked. Obviously, I went to report this to the police, and um, they asked me to wait six, um, three months before they can take up the case. And anyway, to cut a long story short, three months later, I went back to the police. They decided to take up the case, and they found out that my ex had run to the US with my son, and without telling me or anything, so I had said, obviously, at this point, I was already in the family court, but obviously nothing could happen because they couldn't get access to her, to my ex. But what I, what I had to do, I had to go through the egg convention um, in the U.S., which was very expensive, but I had to do it. And in um, this year, April, the court in America, um, she agreed to voluntarily return my son to U.K., on her return, she was arrested by the police for child abduction. And she was questioned, and my son, the social services took uh, my son and handed him over to me um, to take care of him. So what's your question and, to me? Uh, Sorry, what's your, I appreciate the background, but what's your question? So basically what's happened now is that she, uh, she filed for, she filed to the family court, uh, suddenly, where there was no abuse before the marriage, I mean, during the marriage or anything, suddenly she's raised up abuse of, um, she's raised up domestic um, abuse claims, and she's raised up claims of rape, okay. which none of that happened. Okay. I just want to find out where is my position now, because obviously um, the court, the court have asked for a section seven to be done, obviously, which will be done. And how, I mean, what's my position regarding this, knowing that, and what's the risk of me if I allow her? What's the risk that she will not adopt my son? I mean, run away with my son again? 
Well, I think that we, we know that the risk of her abducting again is very high because she's done it once. So the court will be mindful of that. Um, if she has raised allegations of abuse against you, not not the rape, by the way, because that will be a criminal charge. But if she's raised allegations of abuse in the context of family proceedings, then those allegations will be tested. And that's called a fact find hearing. So, yeah, well, the, the solicitors actually the last year, the solicitors say, sorry to cut in, the solicitors said that they don't want fact finding, okay. that they just want to go forward. And then the court said there will be no fact finding hearing, but she should write a statement. Then I replied to the statement that she's written okay. regarding what she wants. All right. Well, that, that's good news because at least they're not going to have a fact find hearing. So that should speed the process up. I'm pretty sure that what the court's going to end up with is a child arrangements order but one that's going to protect the child so that she's, you know, highly unlikely to be able to abduct the child again um, and, and, you know, move off to America. Um, uh, the, yeah, that's the thing. Part of the application is that she's applying for relocation with yeah. the boy back to America, but he's, I mean, he was born, yeah, he's yeah. just two years old. Yeah, so you, you would just defend that. I mean, your question to me is how likely, what's her prospects of success? And I wouldn't be able to, to tell you that based on such limited information. But what I can tell you is that the status quo is generally kept by the UK courts, which means that they do like to keep the position as it is. And at the moment, your son is with you, OK? So I think, yeah. I think you should be OK in that regard. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Natasha Nurse, I'm going to come back to you. You were on the stage waiting so patiently, and I don't know what happened. You dropped out. Um, take yourself off mute because you're on mute. Um, and ask me your question. No, you're still on mute. I'm going to come to Nathy while you're sorting that out, Natasha. Um, but you are still on mute. Nathy, what's your question? Hi, I have a, a quick one question. Yeah. Uh, General, when the divorce will happen and judge will need to, let's say, split the... Um, all maintenance, let's say. Uh, how the lo how long... how long the length is let's say the marriage because i married i was married three years and two years we are separated so let's say we are married five years or we are just married three years how long is going to be split the uh, financial order you're married until you get your final final order in divorce. So the, even though you're separated, yeah. you're still married. Yeah. Okay. So right. the judge will count it. Let's say our marriage like a five years or just three. What year did you get married? Uh, in two thousand eighteen. Okay. And so, my husband so uh, moved out in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, but you're still married. You're not divorced yet, are you? Yeah. Yeah. We we didn't start proceed. Sorry, you are divorced or you're not. No, we we are not. You're not. So you're five years married so far, but that time's increasing. All right. Ah, all right. Okay. Okay, because one of the solicitors told me that it's only three years because we've been physically, let's say, uh, living together for three years. No. You're uh, not. And the judge can you're count, let's you're say, still, three years only. You're still married. Okay. Okay. Thanks then. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye. Natasha, I'm going to come to you next. Um, take you off mute. There we go. Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. There you go. What's your question, oh, Natasha? Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got two quick questions, if okay. Yeah. Um, the first one is, I've just managed to get a non-molestation order granted um, against my ex and my child's father. Yeah. Um, I did apply for my son to be put in it, but um, I don't think that happened because he's not he's not on the statement. Okay. Um, so I was considering um, getting a prohibited steps order. Um, do you know what kind of evidence I would need for this? What What are you looking to stop? Um, so he's made threats of, like, once he gets his son, I won't see him and he'll collect him from nursery without my permission. Okay. Um, things like that. So I think the fact that he's made the threats, if he's made them via text or emails, then you would show the court them. But the prohibited steps yeah. order is simply that he doesn't remove the child from your care um, without your permission or without an order of the court. Um, so so okay. that's the actual order. Um, and, and as I say, you, you'll just show the court whatever evidence you've got that he's threatened to remove the child from you and you'll never see him again. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't got, because he said it face to face, so 
Um, I haven't got any of that. The only stuff I've got is the same evidence that I gave the court for the non-molestation. But again, that's not really to do with Oliver as such. That was of him coming to my house and making threatening behaviour. So that's something completely different. That's not the prohibited stepdaughter. Yeah. That's your non-mol. Yeah. Yeah. But your prohibited steps will definitely stop him from taking the child away from you without your permission. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, that's all. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ed, you are on next. How can I help? Nice oh, to see you again. Uh, hi, thank you. Uh, just a quick uh, yeah. thank you very much for everything you do on here. It's That's absolutely okay. amazing service for everyone. Oh, I mean, no doubt can agree. You know, what you do is absolutely phenomenal and it gives a lot of people like myself hope. Oh, um, thank you. Just, <laughs> just to get into my, um, into my question. So in oh, I think now, in June, June of 2022, I, I was issued with a without notice non-monestation order. Yeah. Um, an order that was basically built on countless amounts of false allegations, um, to which then I made a C100 application um, to get, try and gain access to assisting my um, my child. Um, and uh, the, we're going through the processes now. The molestation law is, is is come to fruition and isn't is sort of uh, yeah, it's not a, no no longer in place. Um, but we're still going through the process where we got, I think we've got a final hearing um, next uh, this month actually. Um, when it comes to the end of the final hearing, um, because the the non-molestation order has not been answered to it, not, I've not been had the opportunity to answer to it, um, would it be worth putting an FC 600 form into the courts to, um, to sort of, to, just to say, look, you know, she, there's been countless amounts of false allegations been made here, um, and then have that look into. I've also got a police report that states also that um, the respondent to my application, um, my child's mother, um, is also... Um, to put it in layman terms, uh, is, is, is told countless lies to various different organisations, including the police and social services. Um, so, yeah, for, I'm thinking for like long term, would it be a worthwhile thing for me to do? So making sure when, uh, you know, if the uncertainty situation where we have to get back into court again in the future, like everything's been taken into account. So the non-molestation at the moment, Ed, has that been made? That's finished with, is it? Is that That's what you're finished, saying? yeah. It was just June of last year and it was for six months, but then they extended it for a little while also until some of the court hearings were sort of um, being played out. That's all That's all done and dusted, you so know, and put away. So when does it expire? So it expires on the... They finally expired, actually, sorry, on May the 11th of this year. So it's already expired? It's expired, yes, but okay. my point, my point well, is I've, I've not had a chance to answer to the allegations yeah, but, that were made against me. But it's expired and nothing happened during its lifetime. So it yeah. it, it really wouldn't matter. Um, it, it, it's finished with. It's absolutely finished with. And if it was ever raised again, you would simply say that you weren't given an opportunity to challenge it at the time um, and that you would be able to challenge it now. But I, I certainly wouldn't advise that you make any form of application. It's gone. It's it's a dead order. It Thank no you. longer exists. I, I did ask on the final hearing, I did ask if, if the respondent wished to wish to further rely on the evidence that she put forward. Oh, if they, if, she, if if they would just let she quash it, and she said that she would like to respond, she would like to rely on it in the future. So that's why I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, doing this just to try and just do basically just to get all the facts, um, sort but, of uh, yeah, it, out it, in the open it, it and, and it honest. It won't be, it won't be tried again, Ed. It won't be tried. It's dead. No. It's dead. So I would, I would wait. Okay. I would wait until she raises those allegations. Should that be in a children's application, and then you would challenge it there in what we call a fact find hearing? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, fantastic. And just probably just one quick one: Is it common to hear where um, people take matters? So, say for instance, someone's made loads of allegations against me, uh, and have they taken they've they've taken matters into another court where they 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 prosecuted them for, um, for yeah, for, for for the harm that they've caused. I can't help you there, Ad. Ed. I just stay in the family practice, I'm afraid, so I okay. wouldn't know no what worries. goes on in the other courts. All right. Thank All you. Right. So, thanks again so much for your help. Much appreciated. Pleasure. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, Mark, let's try you again. Let me just take you off. You're right, Trace. Hello. I can hear you this time. How are you? I know. I, did. I don't know what happened here. Yeah, I'm all good. You said? <laughs> yeah, good, good. How can I help? Right. I've got a couple for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have recently been diagnosed with cancer. My four-year-old daughter has had no contact with her dad since she left four years ago. Yeah. 
He's on the birth certificate. How can I pass over responsibility to family member in result of my passing? Can I get legalised or where do I stand? Um, you can obviously appoint a guardian um, in your will, but where a biological father is still around and has parental responsibility, he's going to be able to contest that. You know, if the child is then passed upon the death of mother to a family member and dad's not in agreement with that, he can contest it. Um, and as the only person with PR, he will be listened to. Um, so there isn't really a lot that you can do that's foolproof. You know, there's things that you can do. You can appoint a family member, as I say, as a guardian and, and, and the like. You could even have someone else have PR. I mean, that that's another sort of, you know, can of worms that we'd need to do, talk about. Um, but yeah, we can't take away dad's PR, which means that upon the death of mum, he would have a right to be involved in the child's life. Right, OK. okay. That's that one. Um, this is a short one for you. Under what circumstances are personal savings at risk? Short marriage, no children, also any savings before and after separating at risk? So it depends how short. If we're talking sort of one year, two year, maybe even push it to three year, we would most likely be able to walk away with what we brought to the party, as long as everything else is equal. What I mean by that, as long as everyone's got somewhere to live, as long as everyone's got some money coming in, and as long as everyone's needs are met, their basic needs are met. Um, once we start to get into four years and five years, then we are looking at, you know, dividing it out um, regardless of, of who brought what into the party. Do you know what I mean? Into the marriage. Yeah. Um, so it, that, it will depend on the length of that marriage. That's going to be key. What, what helps in this situation is that there are no children. Um, so that does make things simpler. Right, okay. Yeah. A little bit of a, a lengthy one. I'll try and shorten it as much as I can. Okay, thank you. Um, the, the question is, um, my youngest was almost 10, has refused to see his dad since Christmas after his dad lost his temper with him alone. He's told his teachers that his dad is mean and scary. Dad has made no attempt to contact me or ask for contact and asked to do mediation where he refused due to abuse. Um, so... My son is very anxious and being forced to see his dad. He's been bedwetting and trying to get him counselling, but no long, long waiting list. What can Sorry, I do? What's the question, Mark? So I, I, I'm not. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming what I can gather by everything in the information that she's given is that the child is ten and is being forced to see dad um, Who by the court. Oh, so there's an order in place, essentially. OK, the court's not going to force a child. So the court's yeah. made an order, I think, is what we can get from that, um, for yeah. contact to be allowed with father. And generally, the court orders are worded such that, you know, mother makes the child available for contact. That's generally how they're worded. So, you know, if the right. child's kicking and screaming, particularly at 10, you're certainly not going to, you know, manhandle the child and force them into the car for contact. Um, yeah, yeah. because that's not in the child's best interest. So uh, mum's just got... What, what I always say to, to clients that ask me this is, find out, first of all, why the child doesn't want to go. Have a chat with the yeah. child and, and find out the reasons. And then try to co-parent, you know, have a chat with dad. That'd be the next thing. And say, look, if we work together, and I know that's not always possible, but if we work together, maybe we can fix this um, and get contact up and running again. If all else fails and, you know, you can't work with dad and the child's not opening up, there isn't too much that mum can do, really. Now, sometimes parents worry, oh, well, I'm in breach of the order, I'm going to be in trouble. As long as you are making the child available for contact, you're there yeah. at, the, at the said time, you're making the child available. If dad can blatantly see that the child does not want to go with the child for contact, there isn't too much you can do. And if dad then takes the matter back to court for a breach, you would simply explain to the court, I, I did my best. I made the child available. You know, I'm trying to co-parent with dad and I seem to be caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, no worries. That's all I got for you for now, Trace. Oh, brilliant. Cheers, Mark. Thanks. Cheers, Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, James, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hi, can you hear me? Hello, yes, I can. Awesome. Um, so I'm going, so we, we filed our divorce online um, and it's only just been approved. Um, we want to do 
a consent order, I think it is, yeah. to split the finances and hopefully get a clean break. But everything we're reading says that we need to go through mediation to get that. I was just wondering if that's true. And I've read some bits on your on your for on your Discord yeah. forum saying that we might need a solicitor involved to do that as well. Yep. So if you're both in agreement, James, to how the assets are going to be divided, you definitely won't need a mediator. Where, okay. Where you have to attempt mediation is where you can't agree the finances and you decide to make a court application. Okay. Right. Okay. But if you're yep. in agreement, we can scrap the mediator. However, regardless of whether you're in agreement or you're not in agreement, you are going to need a solicitor, even if it's just to draft the order. So a clean break okay. order, you won't find a template yeah. out there. You will need a solicitor right. to draft that for you. But generally, they're not very expensive. Um, and it's well worth having a solicitor draft it and explain it to you because that's the part that the court wants to be sure about. Do you understand what you're signing here? Um, and the reason yeah. for that is there's kind of a two-part test when we're putting in financial orders. Is it fair and reasonable? And that means legally fair and reasonable, not in your eyes yeah. fair and reasonable. And secondly, have both parties had this order explained to them? Have they taken some legal advice? Because once that order's made, it's really difficult to get out of it. Okay, that's brilliant. Does that help? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, James. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Um, Husky Gamer, you are next up whenever you're ready. And then after you, I've got Danny. How can I help? I'll pop you back in the audience and we'll try again. Oh, your box is going green, but I still can't hear you. Hello? Danny? Oh, you're there. Is that hey. Danny? Hi. Hi. Hello. 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 How can I help? Um, I'll keep it short and sweet for you, Tracy. Um, I'm back in family court on Wednesday coming, um, hopefully to have some sort of arrangement order put into place. But due yeah. to mum's behaviour, it's kind of changed, of course. Um I'm actually asking the question about PRIs. Um, she's got a share of PRIs over the youngest with me but he's in my full-time care for doctors, education, that sort of thing. Um, he's been poorly the last few weeks, and he's not been able to go to contact because of this, this mysterious tummy bug. And she's now started questioning social services and the support workers, but I'm purposely doing it to be neglectful, and I'm abusing him. I'm not feeding him properly. Yeah. Now, I've obviously gone to the doctor, said, you know what's wrong with him, got it on medical evidence, it's a tummy bug. But she's now stalking my GP surgery where we registered and basically saying they're not doing their job. Is there anything I can do to stop her asking about him with her having PRIs or is it something I need to bring to the attention of the court? I would bring it to the attention of the court, but the court's only going to take it seriously if this is having a detrimental impact on the child. So when you raise it, be ready to be challenged by the court as to why you think the court should do something about it. I've, I've mentioned to the GP I've seen that she's made threats of obviously abduction from school and so forth and so on. Um, now, they're aware if she's continuing to pester social services with these outlandish remarks, they're feeling she may turn up to the surgery by chance or ask when he's got an appointment, which they said they, they do have the right to disclose that because she's got PRI, but then it's the repercussions if she does attend the surgery. Right. So you, you, could, you could, as I say, bring that up with the court. Um, you're probably going down the lines of a prohibited steps order, but of course she hasn't done anything as yet. You know, the surgery and the social services will sort out whatever she confronts them with. Bring it to the attention of the court by all means, but just be ready to have the court challenge you as to what it is that you're asking the court for and why it's needed. Why is that in the best interest of the child? You know, if we're going to get a prohibited steps order to stop her doing something, what are we stopping her from doing and why do we need that order in place? That's what you've got to okay. think about. Right. Okay, it's more between her unpredictable behaviour because obviously we've had it for a good year now and she's gone from one professional organisation to another now because obviously but it's how, now gone on to the GP. I, We're I, still I, I at the same side totally, of hurdle with her. Totally get what you're saying, but how is that impacting the children? That's what the court will be interested in. With the, the GP surgery suggested if her behaviour hasn't changed and when I've gone into great detail, their suggestion that I may have to move surgery now, obviously that's not a big massive issue for me. Um, there isn't many GP surgeries in my area, but, but, but it will be kind of, we've had to do that because of her behaviour. That's the only thing I could mention to the court. Other than that, there's, but, there's not a lot. Exactly. And, and even, I don't know why your doctor is saying you'd have to move surgery. How is that impacting the children? 
because they 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 feel in their point of view if my son's got an appointment for example they can disclose the time and what day is it if she turns up there may be a domestic incident where she stalks me outside just outside the premises or that sort of behavior so they're trying to think 10 steps ahead okay I think if she were to do that, then obviously you would you'd call the police. That would fall outside the family court. Um, but you know, because the, the the family court can't make an order to stop her going into the surgery. So you, yeah, no, you, I see what you mean. This is this is what I've said to the GP surgery. They're the same because obviously there's a long history of the ex partner being obscene and and what have you yeah. around. Uh, the doctor's surgery, they're just trying to make sure there's no repercussions on the children. Yeah. Um, I have asked them, is there any way they can just say? how he is health-wise, yeah. and just restrict days of the appointments, because that's my information, yeah. um, I said, in a sense. And they've said they've, they've got to talk to a senior manager and talk in partnership with social services and see if that's an option. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, Danny, you are next up. Let me um, take you off mute. What's your question? Hi. Um, I've been sort of battling family court for for a while. Um, it's been going on, obviously, since COVID. They've kind of been backlogged, so it's taken about 18 months. Um, we now have an interim contact, which isn't particularly working, in which my ex is restricting me uh, going to the hospital when my, my, my child wants to go to the hospital. Um, He's restricting me saying goodnight to my child because of his girlfriend. And I just need to know whether I have an entitlement to be able to ask for that. Um, And also, I mean, I don't want a conflict and I don't want to be put my child in the middle of a conflict either. So... So what, what... Or be guided by the order, Danny, that's in place at the moment. Does the... Like, because you say you're in the middle of children's proceedings... So the order at the moment, does that prevent you from having what it is that you want, regardless of what the other side is saying? Does the order prevent you from having that? No. Okay. Um, so when you're, when you're next back in court, you want to be asking for that and making it very, um, very clear to the court that the reason that you're asking for it is two reasons. The first reason... The other side is not in agreement to your proposal for whatever reason that you don't really understand. And the second, more important reason is that your proposal is in the best interest of the children. OK, so but the answer to your question is absolutely, you know, as a person with PR for those children, you have a right to be involved in all aspects of their life. So, you know, if the other parent is saying no, um, then you need to be setting out your position at the court the next time. And be very mindful as well about what you're asking for, because it may be that you need to do what we call a C2 application. You might need to be asking the court for another order, for example, a specific issues order for that thing to take place, for whatever it is that you want to happen to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. up until... Uh, May, when we had our fact-finding hearing, um, my ex had only had weekly, three-hourly contact. Um, So, you know, my my kid's um, routine was saying goodnight to me. I I did a lot of the daily... I did all of the daily care, um, doctor's visits, all of those things. To then be told, oh, my ex has taken my son to hospital and I'm not allowed to go because he doesn't want a confrontation yeah. Yeah. when I know full well there isn't going to be I want to make sure he's okay yeah is it just doesn't and then with the good night thing it was the excuse was because of his girlfriend and that doesn't seem relevant or reasonable <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no you're you're absolutely right and I think if you raise both of those with the court then um, I think you, you, you'll, you'll certainly make more progress by bringing it to the attention of the court than actually with your partner by the sounds of things. Yeah, everything is, oh, well, you keep making allegations at me. So I, I just, you don't get anywhere with him. And yeah. um, 
yeah, the the only thing that is in the order that prohibits anything is that his girlfriend can't attend contact handovers. And because of that, I get a lot of spite of, well, because you wouldn't let her attend contact handovers, you shouldn't be involved in bedtime. Yeah, it's all getting a bit silly, really, isn't it? So bring it bring it to the attention of the court, Danny, would be my suggestion. All right. Okay. thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Uh, Chloe, what's your question? Oh, hi. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, well, so um, I'm at the stage where uh, my husband um, should have applied for the final order, but he hasn't yet. Um, I'm in an email, <coughs> excuse me, that I got from the court, it said that if he hasn't done this by Friday, the 4th of August, then I can do that. Uh, so that's fine. I can do that on Friday. Um, but sort of two questions really connected to the same thing. Um, so it's the financial stuff. Um, I'm in the middle of filling out the forms for a clean break um, order. Um, I just need his uh, monthly income to finish the first stage of providing all the information for the solicitor to do that form. Um, but he's refusing to give me that information. Um, so is there anything I can do in that sense? And then secondly, or I suppose first would be... Um, for the divorce to be granted, do I need to have all the financial stuff sorted or can I apply for the final order on Friday, um, uh, you know, which would then hopefully be granted to then finish sorting out the finances later, if that makes sense? So I'll answer the second question first, Chloe. Generally, we would advise that you don't apply for the final order of the divorce um, until you've got your financial order in place. OK, so that's that's the rule of thumb. But it doesn't mean that if you do apply for your final order in divorce, that you can't get your financial order. OK, um, that there may be consequences. There may not be. I don't know what's going to be included in that financial order. Um, but we would always recommend that if you can at all leave the divorce, then leave it alone until you've got your financial order in place. Um, your first question was, if he's refusing to provide the financial disclosure, what can I do? Well, if he's refusing to provide it, um, then we obviously don't have a financial order by consent. Did you say that you were in court, Chloe? No, I've, no. I've just um, I've paid for the clean break order to be done um, online. Okay. Um, the only thing financially that we need to split apart from future things like you know wants him to agree to not make a claim on my pension and things like that but the only sort of asset we need to split is the house um which i'm gonna buy him out of um so yeah i've, I've paid i think it's 99 pounds uh, uh, um online and they said you need to provide us with this information and we will then draft the the consent order okay so if he doesn't provide the information then they're not going to be able to draft the consent order, and then the matter. Yeah. Then the matter goes to court. Then we then we shift from it being a consent order to a contested order. Okay. Okay. And if it's contested, then it goes to court, and the judge orders him to provide the financial information. So. Okay. So if I just googled contested order, well, that what, would that bring up the right form I would need to fill in? It's a form A. That's the form that you would right. need to trigger to trigger a financial application. It's a form A. OK. And um, so when you said about that, normally you recommend not doing the final order until yeah. the finances have been sorted out. Yeah. So if I did apply for the final order on Friday and that and then that was granted before we finished um, sorting out the house, what what are the consequences about that then? Because my understanding was that the divorce and then severing your finances are kind of two separate things in a way they are two separate things so the classic example i always give is that pensions for example pension contributions will continue throughout the length of the marriage the minute that we sever that marriage and we get our decree absolute or our final order the pension contributions stop and sometimes we can be in financial court for a year so it means that that person has lost a year of contributions potentially um, that that's that's the example I always give, but it depends what's within the matrimonial part and what we're including in the order as to whether you know you're you're okay to go ahead and apply for it or not. And I, I don't, okay, so I don't so know the answer to that. Um, I hope that's not me. Back? Sorry if it is. No, no, no. It was de definitely me. I don't know what happened there. Um, but did you hear what I was saying about um, if you can hold off, then then do so. 
Um, it's not the end of the world if you don't, um, given that you want to get a clean break. But if you're going to make your financial application, your, your Form A, um, then obviously it could be another year. Yeah. Um, in terms of, the, because I don't know what consequences it would have for us because financially, I mean, he pays me a small amount of child maintenance, but that's it. In terms of pension contributions, we we everything else is kind of separate, really. It is just the house that we yeah. would need to divide. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that would make any I, difference. So it, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you either way because obviously I can't give you that sort of advice. I'm just giving you the rule of thumb. Generally, we would right. say if you can hold off, then then do so. All right. Yeah. OK, that's fine. Thank Bad. you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Brave, can I hear you? Hi, Tracy. Hello. Hi. Uh, Tracy, I had a, a funny question again. Yeah. So uh, I have all my documents ready for the court and to send to his solicitor, yeah. which has to be next week. Um, and then I followed whatever guidance you've given me. I have he he was the one who filed for the divorce and he never applied for the conditional order. I did not apply either. Uh, is that something that I should do? Because it's gone to court and I have my court hearing date also. Apply for what? The, sorry, you're in court with the finances? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. And where are you in your divorce? What stage are you at in the divorce? Uh, so we've completed the 20 weeks, but he had not applied for the conditional order oh. or the first degree okay. nice kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've, you've got to apply for that because... The court can't make a financial order until we've got the conditional order in place. So if that hasn't been applied oh. for, then you're going to have to sort that one out. Okay. So um, I can apply for it also, although he started the divorce. I can apply for it, uh, is it a as joint, well. Is it a joint application? No, no, no. No, well, then you can't. He'll have to do it. But it's, it's, it's going to be straightforward enough. Is there a reason why you won't do it? Um. I asked him and he just kept quiet. Okay. Um, bring, it, bring it up at the next court hearing. Let the judge know that the conditional order needs to be applied for and it can be applied for and the court might direct that he do it. Okay, because right. when I filled the form, it asked me the first question in my form A, yeah. have you applied for the conditional order? I said yeah. no, yeah. it was not applied either by him. That's fine. That's but fine. I'm don't, don't, don't worry okay. about it. We, we've got, we've got, you've got plenty of time to get that in place. You'll still go to your first appointment. You'll still be able to have directions made. The court just won't make a final order until that conditional order's in place, all right? Oh, okay, okay. Don't, don't, That's don't fine. Stress. That will take another couple yeah. of months. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, Tracy. Bye. Let me try Simmy. Hi there. Hello. What's your question? Um, My question is, so my ex-husband, husband, um, applied for a sole divorce application back in... um july 2022 and then there was a 20 week holding period but in september i became homeless i didn't have a place to stay i was going from sofa to sofa friends to friends uh, so i didn't have an address now i don't know what happens after the 20 week period am i supposed to receive something or because I, I and I wonder if because I didn't have an address uh, for six months, did that mess things up for me? It wouldn't have messed it up. Uh, are you the petitioner or the respondent? First of all, I'm. He, he I'm. He um applied for the petition. He, m my husband did. So you're the respondent, okay? Yeah. So he will apply for the conditional order, which is what he can do after those twenty weeks have passed. And okay. you would most likely receive that via email from the court, okay? So okay. if you haven't received anything via email, reach out to the court and ask them at what stage you're at. Right, okay. Because obviously we're well past the 20 weeks and yeah. I've not heard or seen or anything since... So, yeah, um, reach out to the court and get that. I mean, he, it may be that he's finished the whole process. And oh, right. So possibly, it, I don't he, know. Because we there's also financial things between us as well. Okay. So we own a property together. Yeah. Um, and that's not been settled or agreed upon yet. What we're doing with it. So will that even though we've not come to an agreement of what we want to do with the property, um, will the divorce still go ahead? If he applies for the final order, absolutely, yeah. If that's what he wants, then, yeah, he can do that. 
And if you want to sort okay. the finances out, then you you need to make a financial application. The court the oh, court's right. not going to get involved. If he asks for the marriage to be brought to an end, they'll they'll allow him to do that. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so with the property as well, the deposit on it when we bought it was in total twenty thousand pounds, and he put in ten thousand pounds. I only put in three thousand pounds, and then his mother and father gifted seven thousand pounds. Now he's trying, and we're both fifty-fifty tenants when we uh, bought the property. Um, and now he he wants to try and claim back the seven thousand pounds. Is he able? Does he have like? Because there's nothing that I've signed to say. Oh yeah, if some if we were to so, separate, he can me, have seven thousand. I wouldn't be able to answer that question because I don't have way near enough information. Okay, what I'm going to suggest that you do when it comes to finances, you really do need to get that one hour of legal advice. You must get that. Um, because okay. you're you're able to then sit with a solicitor, explain the story, the background, all all of the context there, and then they will advise you as to what you are financially entitled to. Okay, I really wish it was as easy as just you telling me a couple of sentences and me being able to say, right, this is what you're entitled to. But unfortunately, it's not that easy because yeah. you have to look at so many different factors. So the first mm -hmm. thing you need to do is find out what stage your divorce is at. So be proactive in, in dealing with that. And then you go along and get one hour advice with regard to the finances. And if he doesn't want to put an application in, then you do it. And it's a form A. OK. OK. Great. OK, great. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. Lee, you are up next. What's your question? Hopefully I can hear you this time. You're on mute, mute Lee. Hello, Tracy. There we can go. you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, ask away. Hiya. Yeah, I was in court recently and basically it's um, to do with a Talata claim from my ex-partner. Yeah. The house which she was living in was a buy-to-let which was owned in my sole name. We wasn't married and we've decided to go our separate ways but her solicitor has become really quite belligerent in her letters towards me by forcing me to either sign the house over to her yeah. or basically give her all of the profit out of the sale of the property. Yeah. It, we had a first direction uh, hearing a few days ago and the judge said it's going to be um, put to the multi-tract um, claim and um, I was just wondering if I make um, an application to the courts that I, I wish to um, resolve this through either mediation or ADR, um, whether that would be possible. Uh, that Well, that would depend on if she's willing to engage with that, Lee. I mean, by all means, reach out to mediation. Um, but mediation is a voluntary process. So if she doesn't want to attend mediation, we can't force her to do that. The court can't force her to do that. Um, it's certainly something that I always recommend. The other thing that I would um, suggest is don't be um, don't let the solicitor's letters from the other side influence your your thinking they will be doing that on purpose they have a strategy they want you to start to second guess they want you to start to believe that you have a weak case and that actually she's entitled to more than you originally thought she was um so so just hold your nerve there is, is what i would say I and mean, obviously i don't know exactly what they're saying um, but, you know, it, it's not unusual for the other side to be intimidating, shall we say. And, um, you know, solicitors will write right. to other solicitors about that all the time and say, you're wrong. I have letters daily that say you're absolutely wrong. Your client has no case. It's designed to intimidate. Um, um, th th there was one other thing which, which really does worry me um, immensely, and that was that the costs of a two-day trial, the estimate from the other side is £98,000. Um, which obviously I don't want to be lumbered with those kind of costs awarded to me. Yeah. But is it that the judge can make a decision that the costs can either be split or they can be put onto one party or the other? It's, it's not an automatic given that whoever loses or wins, they are um, responsible for, for the costs. But because you're not married and therefore you're not in family court then costs will be subject to review at the end, absolutely. And costs orders or applications are generally made in Talata cases. However, they have to be proportionate costs. If we are at court arguing about one buy-to-let property, the first thing I question is, how in God's name have we managed to get to 98 grand? So 
whilst they may apply for their costs, the court will only give reasonable costs if 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 a cost order is made, and that might that might mean that the court think that twenty grand is reasonable. Do you see what I mean? Again, yes. ninety eight grand is extortion. How long has this case been running, Lee? Um, we've been separated now nearly two years. I'm also in the family court because uh, annoyance um, through me splitting up and leaving the family home. She's now stopped me from seeing the two children, which we do have together, which there are uh, nine and ten. And um, so I'm in the process of doing a, a, a C100 application, which has been cancelled four times. I've not seen my children now for over two and a half years. And finally, I've got a court hearing, um, a three-day trial at the Royal Courts of Justice, yeah. of all places. Wow. Wow. Lee, you really are in the middle of it all, aren't you? Um, She's also taken out a restraining order with no merit, and it was dismissed because there was no evidence. Um, the and But the judge said because there's the two other um, cases, i.e. the Talata and the C100, he's asked me to whether I would be willing to take an undertaking. Um, but I said to him, it, it was me who left. It was me who's not contacted her. Yeah. So I've got three different courts and three different court cases. Are you doing it all on your own? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair play. Because of cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, God, absolutely, that would be. Is she, how's she paying for it? Has she got help? I presume so, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, um, but because it's an unmarried couple dispute on a buy-to-let property yeah. which all of the money to buy the property came from me yeah. it's in my sole name yeah. in the land registry as well as the mortgage company yeah does she still have a valid claim under Talata or she, because of the children she um not under Talata but of course if she made a schedule one application in respect of the children I don't know what applications have been made then yes that the, the children are brought into it because because she's she's convinced her solicitor that yeah. it, we we had an agreement that like I said all the money was in my name yeah. um to buy the property and she's convinced them that there was going to be a deeds of trust yeah. I always said to my ex-partner no absolutely not because if if anything happens to me then I've got I've got other children, then they're going to lose out. I said, yeah. no, that's not fair. Yeah. So I never agreed, and it was never drawn up. It was it was only she only ever went to a solicitor and inquired of how much a deed of trust would actually be to draft. Yeah, and that's all her evidence. Yeah. So you know she's arguing that obviously you led her to believe that this was always going to be her home, and you've just got a counter argument that Lee. That's all you can do. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Really. She's not going to have any evidence to rely upon. You may have evidence to rely upon, but she's not going to be able to produce a document that never existed. No. All right. No, it's, it's, just, it's just very worrying because yeah. not only uh, could I lose my own house over this because of legal costs, I've not I've seen my children. She's accusing me of the worst things, which unfortunately mums do occasionally. I, I don't like using that word, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm just finding it very difficult at the moment. I bet you are, Lee. I bet you are. You know, so, sometimes it, it's easier just to look at the at the next hurdle as opposed to the bigger picture. You know, there's times in litigation where you can't look at the whole thing altogether because it really can just, you know, send you to a place where you don't want to be. Just look at the next hurdle. OK, what's the next challenge? I'm going to deal with that one and I'm going to come out the other end. Um, and, and... I, I was thinking after the call, um, the Talata call hearing where he said he was going to put it to multi-track, I, I did say to her barrister there that I'm willing to, um, that, that Santander basically will redeem the mortgage and they will take back all what is owed to them and whatever's left over, we will split 50-50. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's an offer that, that they may accept. Clearly, it's always better to try and negotiate than keep going through the courts. Clearly. Maybe don't start at 50, but that's definitely, definitely where I would be pushing you, given that you're doing this on your own, Lee. She may not yeah. want to go to mediation, but, you know, keep reaching out to her, her solicitor as well. Just keep reaching out and see, see how you get on. I, I know mediation will be an absolute waste of time because the, the way in which she's described how the property should be rightfully hers 
mediation would, would be a waste of £5,000, basically, yeah, which yeah. is what I've been quoted for that. Yeah, D then, then don't try it. Then don't try it. No. Then. Just try to negotiate with her directly, all right? Okay. Thank you so much, Tracy, for your time. You're absolutely no, no pleasure, Lee. Absolute pleasure. Come back if you Thank need you. to. All right, then. Bye-bye. Yeah, I will do. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, guys, apologies for those of you that are still waiting. I've ran over this evening, but it was well worth running over because obviously Lee needs some support and it's not just me that gives him that support. It's all of you guys. I can see the messages coming up um, on both Instagram um, and the TikTok. So I really want to um, you know, thank Lee for coming on and sharing that. He's not the only dad going through this. There's lots of dads. I know for a fact there's a good few dads listening to this because I recognise the names um, when they uh, join me on the lives. Um, so I'm back here again Thursday for another Family Law Hour, Thursday 6 till 7. So join me then. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up, um, but I will leave it there if that's okay. Um, I need to go and do some prep for a big day that I've got tomorrow for one of my own clients. Um, but as much as I would love to carry on, guys, unfortunately, I can't. So take care of yourself. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And I will speak to you all again Thursday at six. Until then, bye bye.